We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. It's the Almost Sports Show with Jason Dick and CJ Morgan. Absolutely the most legitimate sports talk program on 1027 ESPN. Join the conversation at 512-834-1027. Now here are Jason and CJ. Somebody pinch me. Is this real? Is it really happening? 49 to nothing. The horns beat Oklahoma. Is this real life? Also uh, pinch me because of uh, who I am sitting across from today. Is it CJ? <laughs> Let me introduce you before Jesus F. Uh, is it CJ? Morgan, it is not my guy, CJ Morgan. Is it go to fill in host, my work wife, the not producer of the show, Nick Hajda? It is not Nick Hajda. Is it my sports talk dad who I, I called last minute and said, Hey, can you help me out in this situation? Ed Clements? No, he says he's got a date with Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, it's my guy, sometimes referred to as the, the ass to the ass, the assistant to the assistant host of our. Not defunct sports podcast. We'll see. Uh, it's Dave B in the house. What's up, Dave B? How we doing? Uh, good, man. Thank you. Happy Th- to be here. Thank you for being here. Yeah, the, uh, I had to call in a favor for Dave. Uh, I I did the. It's for me, but also for you listeners. You guys don't know how close you were to an Emily Edge co-hosted sports <laughs> oh, talk wow. show today. I wouldn't. No, I would. I would. I would never. Yeah, uh, I think the whole team has um, ACL festitis. And so, yeah, here we are on maybe the most, what could be the most fun Sports Talk Monday show to do when Texas comes off a 49 to nothing beatdown and uh, all of those guys are not, not available. Uh, CJ does have, a, a, I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to share about his condition. He might have, I think all of it. He might have spent the night in the ER last night. He might be losing an arm. I'm not positive. Uh, Nick, it, it was his birthday yesterday. I think he's just hung over. And yeah, Ed, he was, you know, he was front row shirt off for Flume at ACL Fest. <laughs> he's a real festival girl kind of guy. Uh, no, Ed is uh, visiting uh, with Steve Sarkeesian as we speak, says that he will uh, he will join us. Uh, he'll call into the program as soon as we get done here. Also, uh, noon, we're going to have uh, Josh from the Fire Steve Sarkeesian podcast. He is, uh, as I consider myself, an objective Longhorns fan, not a consumer of the burnt orange Kool-Aid. And so I always like to get his take on on the the state of the program. Uh, But you said to me just a moment ago, but you do drink the, you do get drunk on the burnt orange Kool-Aid, Jason. Do you you think that that's the case about me? Yeah, like you're 90% Kool-Aid drinker with just like a little sprinkle of uh, realist. But yeah, I mean, you automatically, Mm. you think we're going to be playing in the Big 12 championship now. I think it's a huge disappointment if we're not. Okay. I mean, we all think that every year before it starts. You know what? Shame on me for not, uh, first of all, let me welcome you in 512-834-1027 if you'd like to weigh in on long. Longhorn game on uh, how about them Dallas Cowboys or anything you like. Uh, always happy to hear from you. 512-834-1027. Uh, but shame on me for waiting five minutes before. Uh, take it away, Sam. Longhorn Nation. We're back. In the top 25. <laughs> we, we are ranked again. Uh, am I ready to declare the Longhorns back? I don't know. But uh, we we did. We, the University of Texas. We, Longhorns. Defeated Oklahoma, the Red River Shootout, 
49 to nothing. That's a game that was played in reality, like in real life. That's not a game that you played on NCAA football where you turn the difficulty down to zero just so you could hate on your opponent. They played this game like real human being football players were out there, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, congrats. It was, uh, you know, when, when you look back on it in 10 years and see that 49 to zero, you should still feel just as good as you do today. It doesn't matter that they're with the first time head coach and they're. Oh, struggling are you already and, starting to. Uh, I mean, look, I will. I will. I will even join you in pouring some slight cold water on the historic victory over the Sooners in that, like, I might have preferred, like, a 34-10 to 10 win because 49-0, to zero, it's just like, oh, this isn't Oklahoma. It, it really <laughs> this isn't. This isn't, yeah. like, a week after they give up 55 to TCU, and now they're out there. How do you have a – you don't have a backup quarterback who can even throw the ball? Like, they, they have – it seems, I mean, look, it got ugly real fast for my Sooner brethren. Uh, so you're saying it doesn't it doesn't fully count as a forty nine? No, it does. I just, I, you know, you're catching them on a on a down year, not full strength. But I, W is a W, so take them where you can get them. I did tell you guys, didn't I tell you that Quinn Ewers was ready to then? Then it was definitely the right move to go back to Quinn. Ewers. You aren't here, Dave. So maybe do you listen to the show? Do you uh, know what goes on over I'm, here? I'm normally at work. So oh. I every now and then I'll, I'll catch like five minute snippets, and I, it's enjoyable when I do. Though. Thank you. Uh, I did spend a few minutes last week. Um, look, not intentionally playing hot ta- uh, hot take jackass, uh, but. I did say that Hudson Card had earned the right to remain the starter until he proves that he is no longer starter worthy, which I did believe he would do, uh, and I still I stand by that. Now, um, the, of, of course, <laughs> of course, I was not when they when they uh, announced or they didn't even announce it. It was leaked or it, it became known that Quinn Ewers was going to be the starter. I was not upset or surprised by that decision. You know what they say: you can't lose your job to injury. Unless the the giant guy you lose Tony your job Romo to would like a word. <laughs> becomes better than you, in which case lots of guys have lost their job to injury. No, I was I was fine with the I, I was just trying to stand up for my guy, Hudson Card, who on a bum ankle went out there and, and kept the season alive. Okay. Could have been way worse for I, I, he played serviceably yeah. uh, when he was given the opportunity, but um, this is Quinn's job, so Right. Uh and so I I was not surprised to see him uh, take the job back, and I was not surprised to see him light it up to, what was it, 289 yards, four touchdowns. He did uh, have maybe the worst interception in the history of football. That was, uh, did you not see it? I mean, he uh, Sark even mentioned after the game that he was busting on him, saying that it's the worst interception he's ever seen. It was, he was trying to throw the ball out of bounds, and he said it slipped out of his hands, and he just threw a pop fly to a cornerback. There was no receiver around. There was nobody over there. To, I mean, I wouldn't. But the give game his was per- over. Uh, it didn't matter. I wouldn't give his performance an A plus by any stretch. Really? No. I. You told know what? You now were, that yes. we were texting, and Dave kept uh, kept saying a better pass would have gone for six. A better pass would have gone for six. To I- specifically some of the balls to Jordan Whittington, right? Correct. Man, yeah. so great to see Jordan Whittington. You know, healthy and, and and yeah, because he is. I mean, we've at the start of the season declared this the Xavier Worthy show. Jordan Whittington is every bit the receiver that he is. He just hasn't been able to be healthy the the whole time he's here. Uh, but so you're telling me this is not you're not. I mean, look if you if you are a drinker of the burnt orange Kool Aid, like I was seeing tweets about. This is what a future number one overall pick looks like. <laughs> uh, is it too late to get Quinn Ewers back in the Heisman race? This no, I mean, 
Look, it, it was it was a solid performance. I'm happy uh, we won, that he played well. But when you're playing better competition, there, some of these things are going to end up catching up to you. What I was complaining about was there was more than once where he'd throw a pass where, it, you know, if he put it, puts it in the right spot, then the receiver can continue to run, make yeah. more plays, potentially turn it into a touchdown. But, you know, he's either not completing the pass because he's putting it in the wrong spot or the receiver has to, like, slow down, turn around to catch it. And then what should have been, like, a 25-30 yard gain ends up being, like, nine. So all those things add up and catch up to you. If you want to be elite, if you want to be a top 10 program, you have to do the little things. So... If you want to be a top ten program, are you indicating that we're not currently a top ten program? <laughs> I, I, I think. What are you trying to say? I uh, think Dave? that I looked this what, morning and because they were the, not because we're twenty two. Twenty two is just like ten. Uh, <laughs> uh, we had it on on uh, uh, Friday. There's some like the advanced stats, the 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 K pop, the S M P plus. The, I don't think K-pop's the, an the, advance. The Dow Jones. <laughs> I don't know. A bunch of those nerd analytical things love Texas. And as, as of Friday, they were the number five team according to advanced metrics. That's jankity and all it's based not jankity. off of playing well, Bama who, you know, close. You know who's number one? Alabama. You know who's number two? Ohio State. You know who number three was? Georgia. Uh, and oh, number four was Michigan. And then Texas was number five. So the, it was legit top four and then us. Look, I'm not trying to say that Texas is the fifth best team in the country. Fourth? Maybe. No. Um... So okay, we're on the same page in that somehow defeating Oklahoma forty nine to nothing does not mean that we have to we have to stop and readdress everything that we we've come to know about this team. If they would have beat Tech, I might be all aboard the whoop whoop top fifteen. Let's go. We might sneak in back door fourth fifth team at the end of the season. But the two losses in oh, the college football playoff talk. I mean, if you win the big, if you win your conference in the Power Five, you always have some form of an argument, whether it's a good argument or not. You right. can make an argument, but as I, a one loss team, as a one loss team, a as a two loss team. team, with that that loss to Tech is just gonna. It's going to bite them for forever. It was it was so bad at the time. It's still bad. It's not going to get any better. I appreciate that Tech played well against who what, was it? Oklahoma State. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had them on the ropes in the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that you brought that up because well, here, okay, so yeah, it would be silly nonsense talk to talk about Texas making the college football playoff, uh, but if they do not at least make the Big Twelve championship, it would be a huge disappointment. No. Yes, but at the same I mean, time, we're talking about while we don't have a, an elite program in the Big Twelve, we have a bunch of really good teams. <laughs> I heard. Like, I think K State is good. TCU I mean, obviously is good. K State and the TCU, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma like State yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, Kansas just one loss on a, a one score game. They're immediately uh, we, we don't put them in the. They're good anymore category? No, no. I mean, I just didn't want you to mock me for saying the Kansas No, was I would look, though. So, the, the granted, Kansas they're rated current, 19th currently, to R22. Currently so. on a one-game win streak against Texas, so uh, I'm looking forward to avenging that one the most. But you know what? I, I'm sorry. I've been trying to pull up the schedule to see. So we can find out if, how excited we should or should not be in two weeks. Well, I mean, we, we need to beat Iowa State. You take care of your right. business at home, and then if you can go at, to, yeah, at Stillwater and beat Oklahoma State on the road, then all of a sudden expectations skyrocket and you're like, yeah, man, like top uh, 10, what, what are we going to do? Texas uh, is a 16-point favorite Saturday morning, 11 a.m. kick. We is still too, We can't move that off 11 a.m.? We got to be stuck with that? This is your fault, Iowa State, all right? we the, This game would be in the evening if we... 
you know, it's it's fine. You're just ruining every tailgate that I have for the scene. Uh, but uh, Texas 16-point favorite. There is not a line yet for Texas at Oklahoma State the following week. But, Dave, I'll have you know, the uh, ESPN Football Power Index matchup predictor, which is like 100%. Yeah, no, the PFI, 100%, right? 100%. Isn't that yeah. what we're doing? Uh, FPI. There you go. It, the FPI is one of the things in the composite advanced stats rankings that loves the horns. On Sunday mornings when I'm doing my eliminator pools, I'm just like really giddy you, looking you at, look the at the little ticker. I will, I only, I'm just looking at the ticker. I don't actually, I know I could just Google search it, but when I see it, I'm like, ooh, yeah, I got the right pick. Okay. Uh, Texas at Oklahoma State, as of today, a 66.7% chance to beat Oklahoma State. They're a 66.7% favorite, according to ESPN, ESPN's Football Power Index matchup predictor, which has, like, never been wrong. That's weird, because never. I was gonna, I thought we were going to do a guess the line, even though there's not one out, and I'd say, oh, it's got to be UT plus, like, eight. Um, No, uh, we can do that. Uh, here, you want to you wanna get some something down on this now? <laughs> Pro- provided that both teams win. Who does Oklahoma State have this week? Do we know? Uh-uh. Do we know? I don't get any reception in this I could, uh, I could, facility, I so I can't. It, I can quickly figure it out. Uh, what do you think of our new uh, digs, by the way? Check out this sweet It's cozy. I'll, I'll say cozy. I love how it's got the says, brand all says, over. It says Lucy 93.3 <laughs> on the wall. I don't know. Do we have, is that a radio station? Does that exist? It's, uh, let, oh, okay. So you know what? What's up? Could be trouble. Uh, Oklahoma State plays at TCU this Saturday. A matchup of two undefeated Big 12 teams. Uh, that would take all the shine off if they ended up losing. Yeah, two. they're a three-and-a-half-point dog at TCU. So that and you know what? It shouldn't really affect the line that much. But I'm going to say Texas at Oklahoma State. The Longhorns are a six-and-a-half-point dog at most. At most. At most. I got, I got more than six-and-a-half. Yeah, should we over under? You want to get a little something? We'll talk something when we're off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we'll talk when we're off. Uh, what do you think? Do you have new expectations for the Horns after their 49 to nothing beatdown of Oklahoma of the Oklahoma Sooners? Uh, 512-834-1027. It's Jason. No CJ today. That's my man, Dave B. Thanks for being here, Dave B. Good, no problem. Good to hang with you. Back in just a second. Hold on. Now back to Almost Sports with Jason and CJ on 1027 ESPN. Almost, Almost, CJ. Are you all right, CJ? Texted him. Didn't reply to me, but lots of people don't. Don't reply to me. You know who does is my guy, Dave B. Uh, the uh, third third wheel of the Once Upon a Time sports podcast that Nick and I do. Uh, uh, D- Dave B. has got quality sports takes and is a uh, San Antonio Spurs Familia member. We'll get to the Spurs. The T- do we have to? The T-word is in full effect. <laughs> oh, bad. Oh, you Big guys. time. Oh, you're, you're down with the T-word. Now. I, I don't have a choice, man. Okay. Uh, 512-834-1027 if you want to get in here. We are expecting a phone call from my guy, Ed Clements, as soon as uh, Steve Sarkeesian's press uh, availability is done today. Interested to hear what Steve will say uh, after the 49-to-nothing beatdown of Oklahoma. Longhorn Nation, we're back! It was funny listening to uh, the uh, the broadcast featured, uh, the uh, it was Joe Tessitore and Greg McElroy, yeah. which... Look, I know it's the first unranked meeting of Texas and OU since, what, 1998? 
Are we really in Greg McElroy territory? Well, let me tell you, I've, I've had this take before, but anytime he does a game, it always throws me just a tad off because he's a voice doppelganger for Herb Street. It sounds a lot like Herb Street. His Greg McElroy sounds like Kirk Herb Street. Yes, not not necessarily his speech pattern okay. or his catchphrases, but okay. his voice. It's like so. It always takes me a little bit. You like, know, why is Herb Street on this game? And I'm like, hold on. And you this know, is Greg. I might be. I might be. I don't know where. Would how far down the broadcast team hierarchy. That is, I mean, Joe Tessitore was calling Monday Night Football two seasons ago, so it can't be that far down. They got to be uh, like the second or third team. Really? Are I they? Think so. you, yeah, you, yeah. you might be right because, yeah, I mean, uh, 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 Herb Street and what's his name? What's his name? What's the ten- tennis guy? Oh, uh, Fowler. F- Fowler. Uh, yeah, that's obviously the number one team. Is Joe Tessing? Greg McElroy's already the number two analyst for ESPN. All right, sure. I was complaining last week that, that these playing are the- quarterback for Bama in college All when right. it comes to the thing is okay. the equivalent of being the quarterback sure. of the Cowboys. That's Tony Romo. That's Aikman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, these are the unfortunate, underrated downsides of being unranked and having two losses. You know, by October, is that you? Last week we had Tim Brando and Spencer, whoever, whoever. Which no disrespect to Tim Brando, but I think I just blatantly disrespected you. I was like, <laughs> what? The- I have to listen to these uh, FS1. Uh, but yeah, uh, they, they were because Joe Tessitore was the one who famously, I mean, it became a, a drop all over sports radio saying, was it? And they beat Notre Dame. Yep. Texas is back, folks. And it turns out eight years later, we're still we're still working on being back. I wonder how much that's nails on a chalkboard to him, because oh, I know he, our guy Rosillo loves to bag on that. Yeah. He referenced it on the broadcast uh, because <laughs> I'm not. Did he say I'm not going to say it? Re, well, McElroy, I think, was talking about. You just made this same point that the Big Twelve is very deep. That it might. He said it might be the deepest conference of the the Power Fives, and I'm like, no. Like I don't. I don't care. Go to whoever the seventh best team is. I assure you, the seventh best SEC team is better than. I mean, who is the seventh best? Uh, you know what? Maybe. Is it Baylor? <laughs> no, just kidding, Baylor. Uh, yeah, yeah. the Big 12 is good. Even if we don't have a, a full-on contender necessarily, they're good. But they're not as good as the SEC and not as good as, as the, Big, uh, the Big 10. Probably better in ACC and Pac-12. Um, but, but, yeah, they were talking about if Texas is as good as it looks like. And to- Joe Tessitore specifically said, you got to be careful talking about Texas being back. And I was just like, oh, okay, I, I get it. And I see what you did there. But... Is Texas back? Is Texas? <laughs> Here, let me do a, just a couple of quick generic sports talk radio things. Is Texas back? I mean, I don't know. What you put, said a second ago is correct. We'll, let's get to November, and we'll know if we're back. Because Yeah, because after Oklahoma State, uh, TCU's like two weeks after that. And, then, yeah. and if you win those games, I mean, the hype train is in full effect. And, and yeah, Kansas State could be the atop the, the, the conference at that point, And I believe it's November 5th, Texas and, and K-State. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to have every opportunity to prove that they're back. But why look at the future when you can look at the past, Dave, and say if Quinn Ewers had not been injured in the first quarter versus Alabama, Texas would be a one-loss team. 6-0 and oh, <laughs> and uh, the number to three team in all of college football. Three? Sure. Two? Sure. I'll, I'll, uh, they would have lost to Alabama anyways? No, they would have lost to Tech anyway. What are you talking about? <laughs> They would have beaten Alabama. Yes, and then they would. I mean, look that that take holds water. They came within one point with a hobbled Hudson card. If we are sure, sure 
that Quinn Ewers is better than Hudson Card, then yeah, they would have beaten Alabama. But you're telling me they still would have lost to Texas Tech? Yeah. Um, see, that's a good I'm I, I am venturing into Jason Dick burnt orange Kool-Aid land here because yes, if there's anything that we have learned about Texas in the last decade is things get wonky in Lubbock. Well, I was going to say Texas will show up and be competitive against the best teams in the country. Uh, and they will they will lead you to make such uh, out of this world uh, claims like Texas is back, and then they will they will just overlook an opponent or play down to their level or do something stupid and lose to Texas Tech in overtime or lose to Kansas in overtime as they did a year ago or lose six straight games as they did a year ago. So I do I should be careful, Jason. Guard your your tender heart uh, because yeah, there was a time last year. I think it was earlier in the season. What was Texas four and one or something like that? And I was like, we could be, we could, <laughs> we could do all the th- all the things. And we were up twenty eight to three to Oklahoma, and we we're gonna. And then it, everything went went bad after that. So, is it possible that everything is gonna go bad uh, again after this? I every, every certainly, in the words of the great Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. But I don't, I don't think it's gonna happen. Do you think if I am if I said what is Texas's record at the end of the season? They end up with four losses. Don't ask me. They who, still they do, just what they do. They go eight and four. Yeah, not a not a loss, not a Big Twelve loss. Like at the end of the regular season, they're going to lose two games. They they are going to be well. I was going to say they're going to be favored in every game remaining, but that's not here. Let's. You already said they're going to be a dog against Oklahoma. I did State. say it. Hey, listen, Dave. What kind of a sports talk host would I be if I wasn't always talking out of both sides of my mouth? Uh, we already know they're a 16-point favorite Saturday versus Iowa State. At Oklahoma State the next week, they will be a dog. Right? Yeah. At 17 K-State, as of right now, 17 K-State. Again, uh, who, who knows? Uh, that's November the 5th. Would they make Texas an underdog at Kansas State? Get out of here. Yes. Get out of here. And then the next week against TCU. That's what I'm saying. Like you got a chance to find out a lot. You have to focus on each week and not start looking at the schedule ahead. Texas will be favored in every game the rest of the season, except for two weeks uh, versus uh, at Oklahoma State. They will be a dog for that game, but a favorite for the rest. You're gonna have to lay me some odds on that one. Oh, the typical Jason big statement. Like, if I'm going to make a a, a, you know a a out of this world take like that, you gotta give me yeah. Let let me. Give me the price. Uh, okay, 512-834-1027 is the phone number. Look who it is. It's our guy, Florida man, Kyle, calling from Jacksonville. Kyle, you're on ESPN Radio. What's up, Kyle? How are y'all doing today? Hey, Dave B., how's it going? Good. How you doing, Kyle? Pretty good. Just, well, one sense, I'm obviously you know, positive vibes to CJ. I hope whatever's going on with him, he's okay. Uh, he's, 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 yeah, he's fine. He's he got something infected. I don't know. Oh. That okay, I guess infected and fine are synonyms. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, whatever's going on with CJ, hope, hope he's doing okay. Yeah. I always love hearing Dave B on the radio. You know, hope it's not at the expense of CJ, but always love hearing Dave B. And I'm glad Dave B is here today of all days because Jason, you purport to be a not burn orange, you know, no, not a proponent of the burn orange Kool Aid. I'm married to objectivity, it's my blessing and my curse, Kyle, as you know. Well, apparently, so is lack of self-awareness. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, no you, you do get the burn orange sunglasses sometimes, and I think today, of all days, is the day you're going to get them. So I'm glad Dave B is there to check you, because Dave B is right about what, was right about the proposed situation that you said about, you know, what if Quinn Ewers hadn't gotten injured, and Quinn Ewers is better. 
we would still have lost to Tech. I, I'm sure of it. I'm certain of it. And so he kind of got you. Dave got you on that one. The reason mm. I think we would have lost is mm. I take credit for popularizing something that was on your other sports show. You know, Wentz is going to Wentz and Wentz Wentz. Texas is going to Texas. And Texas would have Texas that game. <sighs> Even if we've been undefeated, beat Oklahoma, I still think we would have lost to Tech because we have to have that left out. It's who we are now. And until they prove me otherwise, okay. I, I have to believe that. We are, I, look, I like that. Texas is going to Texas. Is that? But that's not a permanent condition, right? Like, it is. No, this, can, the, the, the University the, of Texas football has always played up to the competition or down to the competition. It's only the it, top it, tier, like Ohio State, Alabama, that are always, like, for so the hold past on, decade, fire on no, all no, no, cylinders. No, no. That's what I'm talking about. The past decade, yes. We have, uh, we have as you said, Texas is going to Texas. But what this isn't, like, permanent. We, there's a cure for this, no, right? We go to the student service building, take a handful of pills, and it stops burning when we pee, right? <laughs> and that's why I said, until they prove me differently, and uh-huh. they don't lose to Kansas. Until they don't lose to K State, until they don't blow a twenty-eight to seven lead, until they prove me otherwise, until this team shows me who I know they can be, I'm always going to assume that they're going to be that the like that that guy at the Masters that can't ever win it, the Victor Hovland, the whatever. Mm. They're always going to be right mm. there, but they're going to choke on the final, the back nine, or something to that effect. So uh, just my thoughts, guys. Yeah. I love the show. I hope hold, CJ's better. Hold on, ahead of hold, on. hold on, Kyle. I can't rack them. Excellent call. I can't let you go yet because I have Dave B. Texans fan here. I have Kyle Jaguars oh, fan. I was going to throw phone. a jab out there, but go, I was like, "Why?" Go. He's already started off. No, each other. I mean, I was I was at the game in the stadium. <laughs> oh, <no>. Lucky you. <laughs> Were you wearing your Trevor Lawrence wig? I was. I was wearing Trevor Lawrence wig. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm happy that uh, the Texans finally got off to Schneid and got their uh, first W of the season. Uh, like This team is just going to play good enough to lose, so the fact that they won was like, wow, we actually won. Well, the Jags are, are going to jag and the Jags jag. <laughs> I, did, I did actually have my Lawrence wig on under my Texas Longhorn swimming and diving goat hat from oh. um, that the cool hat maker in Austin. Uh, the, the, um, yeah. Now I, I I forgot their names. Uh, uh, the last Hallers? last oh. chance hat. Oh. Last stand hat. Last stand hats. Okay. Uh. Had that on under my Trevor over my Trevor Lawrence wig. So, okay. but actually, uh, but no, Dave. I, I mean, congrats to the Texans. I grew up in Houston. I had season tickets when I lived in Houston. So the Texans are kind of my 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 other home team. I'm glad uh. for them. I hope they do. I want them to do well, not at the expense of the Jaguars. But it's the, to Jack, the same thing. It, it's they're. Until they prove me otherwise, they're going to be that team that will just muff it when they're given a shot. They have the easiest team in the league to play at home, perfect day, all the conditions are right, and they can't even score a touchdown. It's against one of the worst defenses in the league. All right, I was kind of just kidding. We don't really have to do a Jags-Texans breakdown, but... Uh, because I had the two of you here, I needed to. Well, anyway, anyway, we, I actually do have another um, another uh, kind of game for y'all. I'll save for later in this week. Oh, uh, y'all a little content less, but um, so boom, teeth. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> all right. That's Florida <laughs> man, Kyle, ladies and gentlemen. My guy. Uh, yeah, I do let uh, Florida man Kyle sometimes program the show. <laughs> he, he knows what's going on. It was funny. I, I did this whole, I had a whole list of topics. I have all these things. That, look, there's stuff on here that we're not going to get to. 
Dave. Uh, the Dolphins putting Teddy Bridgewater in concussion protocol. That was bull-ass. It really was. Taysom Hill, you're a fantasy football cheater. Probably not going to make I didn't even think to put the Texans got their first win on the list. It was If Kyle that's, hadn't called the program, I would have forgotten. So That's disrespect. Congratulations on your, what was it, 13-6? to 6? Something like that. Was that was a game yeah, played yeah. Pre- between professionals that yeah. wasn't like a middle school kind. 13 to 6, huh? Sometimes you can't get it in the two, end zone. Two tremendous defenses, I'm sure. Uh, you know what? We should move to the National Football League. How about them, Cowboys? 512 834 1027. We'll talk NFL on the other side of this break. Hold on. The Almost Sports Show on 1027 ESPN. It's Jason Dick. No CJ today. My guy Dave B sitting in the CJ seats. And you, 512 834 1027. You want to get in here? You can tweet at us at almost ESPN Radio, but CJ runs the Twitter thing, so I don't know. I'm sure I can find it. I'm sure I'll figure figure it out. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go figure it. Out. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's 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 cool. Awaiting a phone call from uh, Ed Clements, who is at the Steve Sarkeesian press conference today. What did Steve have to say about the 49 to nothing victory uh, over Oklahoma? Let's move to the NFL for now, though, where I will ask you, Dave, how about them Cowboys? I, you, are, that, you have all the right to be excited about. 22. Man, is this what a football weekend for your guy. Uh, the Longhorns 49 to nothing over OU. And then uh, upset on the road, even though <laughs> I'm pretty sure there were more Cowboys fans at the SoFi Stadium than, uh, than uh, Rams fans. You've been to SoFi, right? I have Rams or Chargers game? Both. Both of them. Look at my guy, world traveler over here. Um, was that the case? When what did you what did you go see? Uh, it was uh, the the Rams and the Titans, and it seemed like there was a decent amount of Titans fans there, but it definitely felt like a Rams home game. What I will say is, uh, I had a buddy that out in L.A. and he wanted to go to the the Cowboys game. The, the tickets never went down. You know how we believe in waiting till the last minute. It was like to buy it was tickets. a big yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like they were jazz the secondary market. Just correct. buy them as you're Cor- walking up to the game. Correct. Never like and the price never it, dropped it was for Cowboys a hard Rams ticket for anybody. Yeah yeah, it's weird. But the, both of those L.A. teams and it's because nobody's from L.A., including both of those franchises. Uh, and so yeah, oftentimes their home games are de facto road games. There were more Cowboys fans there uh, than Rams fans to see. A 22-10 beating of the world champion, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, it was, I mean, this is a, I don't know that I've ever seen one player transform a defense. And I know it's more than just one player, but the impact that Micah Parsons has made on this defense, where two years ago, the Cowboys were historically bad on defense. Like, they were laughably bad, the worst defense in the NFL, and they draft Micah Parsons in the first round, which, uh, don't don't look it up. I'll tell you right from the beginning. I was like, what a stupid pick. <laughs> You're notorious for saying this. I, well, I still remember I how mad, mad you were they uh, the year that they took Dak in the... the no, I was the, not mad about that. I was mad yes. that they took Zeke over Jamal. Uh, but in the same draft, they Jamal, took the tight end from Jaylen, Baylor that's a Jaylen basketball Ramsey. player. So you were just going bananas, that whole, like, what are we doing? And Is then that we Taco this, Charlton? Uh, we did, No, that was... That's a, a different year, guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Gathers was the, the tight oh, end from Baylor. That, Hank Gathers? We drafted no. Hank Gathers. <laughs> you know what I'm That's saying. Not. Anyways, yes, you're notorious for hating the picks and then well, going, they, oh, look, they, you they, know, they know what you, they're doing. You, you absolutely could argue that in the last 10 years, the Cowboys have been the best drafting drafting team in the in the uh, league, despite taking Zeke. What was it, number four or five overall? I don't know. It was wrong. Four. It was don't, four. Don't, don't, don't do that. Uh, but, yeah, they take Micah Parsons, and now – I mean, you could argue they are the scariest defense uh, in the league. It was uh, Dorrance Armstrong. Dorrance? Dorrance? I should learn to say the names of them. 
Just it's, stick with the last it's one. It's Omaha Sports, to. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he was the guy who forced uh, the Matthew Stafford fumble on, what, the third play of the game? Demarcus Lawrence uh, scoops and scores. Um, Armstrong would bust through and block a punt. Like, you don't see defensive tackles blocking punts so very often. Uh, the Cowboys are all of a sudden a dominant defensive team. They're 4-1, and one, but really, that one... I mean, that's when they had loser Dak Prescott playing quarterback, okay? <laughs> now that Cooper Rush is under center, Cooper Rush, uh, all of, hang on, let me make sure that I get it right here, 12 of 16 for 102 yards. I was just about to ask, has he broken 200 yards passing yet? Uh, I th- Surely he had one 200-yard game, uh, uh-huh. I think. Um, the, Cowboys are, the Cowboys are good. They're 4-1, and uh, n- next week at... The undefeated, the last remaining undefeated team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, okay, I did. I will dip into generic sports talk. If Dak Prescott is ready, you have to play him, right? Of course. This is not even remotly. It's a, not a conversation. Correct. It's not a thing that that Cooper Rush is four and zero, five and zero in his in his career. He's never lost a game. But this is not like when Dak took the job from Tony. It's not even close. You know, I said, I was lying when I said it anyway, that I was going to go back and look at the 2000, what was that, 16 season? Because, yeah, obviously this is a team that is just, uh, they're, you know, the Cooper Rush is out there managing the game. They're playing defense. They're running the ball. Uh, and that's how they're winning. Was was Dak putting the team on his shoulders and, and leading them to all those wins in 2016? They were. Asked- I think they were handing the ball off to Zeke, uh, Zeke Elliott, were they not? Oh, in 2016, I see what you're saying. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yes, like, you have a rookie quarterback. You're not going to ask him to do a whole bunch of the same thing, same formula right. that they're winning with now. So maybe so, stop thinking so much. But like, you wouldn't say, hey, we're going to go with the hot hand? No. We're going to – look, I'm a, I'm just uh, – You don't pay someone $40 million for the season just to have them hold a clipboard look, when they're you, healthy. That, that's, the, that's the number one reason why we should be exploring a trade for Dak Prescott right now, okay? It's because you can't, you can't win the Super Bowl when your quarterback costs $40 million. Okay, get yourself a good rookie deal quarterback. Cooper Rush is not the answer, but find yourself a good rookie deal. Uh, You know what? Distressed asset. Oh, no, Kyler Murray's already on to a second deal. I was going to say, let's find one of these guys who people have just thrown away. The next Geno Smith? Are you ready to? Oh, man, Geno Smith. Uh, Kyle, are you ready to throw away Trevor Lawrence? Anybody? Anybody? I'll I'll take some Trevor Lawrence off your hand. I'm just kidding. Uh, And we would presume that Dak Prescott is ready to be back now, right? They were talking about the Rams game, about him possibly being back for this Rams game. So he's going to start next week versus Philly? Uh, no, I thought they were still – they've already started to lay the groundwork. Everything leading up to this Sunday really? was like, oh, yeah. I have not, that he's not even going to be back next week? I, everything that I've heard, Dak is pushing for it, and they're like, oh, let's wait and see. We're, we're still – we need to make sure you don't you know, suffer a setback, and then mm. we're – Stuck with Cooper even longer. Mm-hmm. Well, just from a and and no real team would ever operate like this, but a Jerry Jones operated team, I could see saying, "Let's let Cooper go out there and catch the L versus Philadelphia." Because what I mean, what if they get they put Dak back in and they go to Philadelphia and they lose, and then all of a sudden you got zero and two Dak Prescott and you got four and zero Cooper Rush over here. It's just not. For somebody who pays attention to those kind of things, like I think Jerry Jones does, he would rather say, we're probably going to lose to the Eagles anyway. Let's let Cooper Rush go lose to the Following Eagles. Following the Eagles, it goes Lions and Bears. So those are pretty winnable games Oh, my paper. God. Lions. Yeah. What are we doing here, man? So, that was one of my picks. I had the Lions plus three. 
I am not uh I'm not the most analytical football guy, Dave, but I will tell you, you have to score more than zero to win. Like no team in the history of the NFL has ever scored zero points and won the game, right? That is accurate. Dan Campbell, I would work that into your strategy for next week. Try and score more than zero versus what was it, twenty nine to nothing? The Patriots uh, beat the Lions. Yeah, hard to see any of that game if you had it on the red zone. It was not not coming up so very often. Uh, so uh, you're saying that after these, after the the Eagles, the few, the 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 schedule gets easier. So yeah. that's when you should go back to Dak. Yes, I mean the answer is you go back to Dak as soon as he's healthy. All right. Sure, but then he loses to them. Say something wonky happens. You lose to the yeah. Lions. Now you've got a serious uh, quarterback controversy. Uh, here, you want to talk about controversies? And I, I guess is it not a kind? Tony Pollard needs to start starting at running back for this team. I don't look. What is a starter? Who cares? Uh, but he needs to touch the ball more times than. Zeke. I know you can't give him twenty carries a game. He's not that type of running back. Actually, I don't know that. I don't know that. I understand that he is a bad pass protector as where that's one of the best things that Zeke does but like I mean he had the what was it 57 uh, yard touchdown run for the Cowboys he's clearly he's clearly a better running back than Zeke Elliott right yes uh well then why are we insistent on handing and it was a good game for Zeke what it is 78 yards I believe why do we have to give Zeke Elliott all these carries where he just falls forward for 2.7 yards give give look is it Isn't good? he the highest paid running back in the NFL? That doesn't matter. Who cares? All right, give a good give the guy the who gives you the best chance to win the ball. Okay, no, yeah, I mean, uh, and I'm mad at you, C.D. Lamb, as well, because you're losing me fantasy. Don't games, be mad at that's, him. That's, be mad at you for starting him versus Jalen Ramsey. No one's picking up yards versus Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, who the Cowboys could have drafted ahead of Zeke. And who will have what a longer of, career than Zeke? Yes. Well, he's a. That's yes. not fair. That's not fair. He's a. He's a cornerback versus a running back. Okay. Zeke is going to the knacker as soon as this season is done. I don't even know what a knacker is. Oh, you don't know the knacker? No. Man, it kind of sounds like a slur now. I'm not. Uh, yeah. I'm not so very comfortable. I didn't, saying I didn't it. feel jazzed about <laughs> saying it. Uh, that that's where they. Uh, I don't think that this happens in reality, or certainly not anymore. They used to, when they were done with a horse, you would send it to the knacker, and that's where they turn it into glue. Ooh, history lesson, kids. Gotcha. Look at Jason knows. I know livestock agriculture. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the phone number. It's Jason. No CJ today. That's Dave B. We'll take a quick break. Back in a second. Hold on. Now back to almost sports with Jason and CJ on one zero two seven ESPN. No CJ uh, today. It is uh, my guy Dave B. Sitting in the CJ seat. Excited to have you here, Dave. But not as excited as I get for broadcasting legend. Uh, earlier, I called you my sports talk dad. Is that fair? It's Ed Clements on the phone. Eddie, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm proud to call you my sports talk, Sonny Boy. You know, I'm so proud of you. You lost a lot of weight. Your golf game, your handicap's going down. The ratings are going up. Everything's huh? right in the world of one Jason Dick, my boy. Uh, and, and in Longhorn Nation as well, because 49 to nothing, uh, the Longhorns beat uh, the Oklahoma Sooners on Saturday. Ed Clements was there. Uh, I want to hear about your experience at the game, your takes on the game, and you were just, you're coming from the Steve Sarkeesian press conference. Did Coach Steve ask about me? Steve asked about uh, 1027 ESPN. He says he listens all the time. <laughs> oh, no. He wanted to tell everybody hello, and he had heard CJ was not going to be there, and he said, Dave B's going to be there. He's one of my favorite fill-ins, so that's good for <laughs> Dave B that Steve's thinking about him. But Thanks, Ed. What, Sarkeesian, Sarkeesian was good today. 
uh, for the first week, we didn't have, have to ask him who the starting quarterback was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's, it was a, a really nice news conference. My only concern, guys, is historically, and you guys know this, the week after Oklahoma is sometimes and can be a downer. It can be a flat football team. That's my biggest concern. Iowa State comes to town. Iowa State's lost two in a row, but they've lost two in a row by a combined four points. Mm. And they've got a really good defense. And that concerns me. Should Texas win? Yeah, they're double-digit favorites. But always, historically, the week after uh, Oklahoma's been a little shaky. But, hey, the way this offense is playing, I know Oklahoma was awful. But the way Quinn Ewers played, uh, the way Jordan Whittington, Xavier Worthy, uh, J.T. Sanders, Bijan, Roshan, and the, the off, improved offensive line. Hey, I think this this team, the way they played on Saturday and the way they played against West Virginia, they can just score bushels and bushels of points. Mm-hmm. In the But the defense, let me throw on talking a lot. One thing about defense, last year the defense was ranked over 100 in the national rankings. They're now number 34 and only giving up like 18 points a game. So they're playing much, much better right now. Uh, take me in the, the, the Cotton Bowl on Saturday. If you would have given me, I mean, 10,000 guesses on what the score would be, I would have never gotten to 49 to nothing. Uh, I imagine Sooners fans, they knew, hey, we ain't got it any, and we don't have it right now. But I cannot imagine the despair that must have been coming from that half of the stadium come, I don't know, 1 p.m. on Saturday? It was amazing. Uh, midway through the second quarter, they started leaving. And, <laughs> the second uh, quarter? Were, wow. Yeah, yeah. When it was 21 nothing or so, 21 nothing. But, yeah, before it was 28 nothing at half, they were started leaving. And they just left in droves. And, and at the end of the third quarter, it was unbelievable how many people had left. And I guess it was some fraternity prank by the SAEs or the Fijis or somebody. They had five guys in long sleeve Texas orange and white shirts in the middle of what was the Oklahoma section. <laughs> so uh, there's nobody there. And it was just listless. It was just, it was a strange damn deal. I've never seen a deal like that before. An OU team, I, I won't say they gave up, but it was a, just a horrendous coaching job by Brent Venables. That Mickey Mouse thing he was doing with the quarterbacks, that was the damnedest thing I've ever seen having, you know, four different guys yeah. in the Wildcat and have the wide receiver lined up. Well, I have the quarterback lined up as a wide receiver. It was just it was crazy. Jason, uh, I've been going that game. My first game was a long time ago in 63. I was a little kid. That was undoubtedly the worst Oklahoma team I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> And that's a team that started the season. I mean, what were they, number six? I mean, they were in national contention as usual. Has is just Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams are gone, and so the program has has gone in the toilet. Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, wide receivers, and some of the defensive players went to the NFL. But I'm shocked because I had Oklahoma winning the conference because I thought Brent Venables was going to be the man because he gave nightmares to Mac Brown as a defensive coordinator for Oklahoma was a fine defensive coordinator. For Clemson, I'm just so surprised that they've gone south, and they could lose three more games. They really could. They're not very good, and they're ironically they're favored, I think, by a touchdown against Kansas this week. Hell, I like Kansas to win and cover that game. 
That, that's surprising, too, the defensive portion of it because he's a defensive-minded coach. So it would be one thing if they're losing these games in a 13-10 to 10 sort of slugfest, but to be getting blown out, giving up 49 points, I, you, you might expect the offense to struggle being that he is a defensive coach and you're missing uh, Lincoln Riley. But just the, the performance that's being put out there on the field is like, wow, the, the, the wheels have come off the wagon, if Dave, you will. Dave, you're exactly right. Scooting. The wheels have come off, and... Now you fear that the, the team's going to quit on him. I think they might have quit on him in the second half of the, the, their arch-rival Texas. But now the fans, there's rumblings. I don't think there's any way he gets fired this year. He shouldn't. But, my gosh, if the same thing happens next year, he may go. He may, he may get the slip because we've seen that so many times you have really good defensive coordinators, but they don't translate into head coach. And we had that here at Texas with David McWilliams, a great defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. It did not translate to mm-hmm. a great head coach. And Charlie Strong. But I, and Tom I, I don't know. They're, they're, that whole thing is in trouble over there, and they got to have a lot of soul-searching, a lot of soul-searching, yeah. Uh, maybe, 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 maybe something will happen this year, but I don't think so. You, uh, so you, you had picked Oklahoma to win the Big 12. Uh, presumably that is no longer the case. Uh, do I need, even need to ask, or are you going to go full Boca on me and tell me that it's going to be the Longhorns? I'm not going full Boca on you, Kimo Sabi. Uh, I think it's such an evenly deal. I think it's very even now between Oklahoma State, TCU, Baylor, Texas, and K-State. You've got five teams. Who could win this thing? Kansas State, uh, it scares me to death that the Longhorns, a week from Saturday, go and play in Stillwater. Good news, though, the kickoff is going to be at 2.30 for that game. 2.30, oh, it's not okay. a night game. And you know how bad night games are up there. But the road trips to Oklahoma State, Kansas, and Kansas State loom large. Then the home games against TCU and Baylor loom large, too. Is that breaking news that Clements is levying to me? That's a two thirty kick versus Oklahoma State. Yeah. They, they just just came out. I have a golf tournament thing that day. Can we move it to six or seven? I'll get Christel Conti on the horn. I don't think so. I'm just glad it's not a night game. You have those crazies at oh, Oklahoma State with those okay. those paddles. They're a different breed of crap. Yeah, crap, a, uh, crap, and yeah. crack. They're they're different. <laughs> Uh, good for know. Texas, it's, bad for my golf plans at Oklahoma State. Yeah. Hey, will how be about a those Cowboys, too, my Oh, Lord my God. Oh, yeah. The Cooper Rush yeah. era is upon us. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Dak doesn't play this week. I want Cooper Rush to go to yeah. Philadelphia and put up a good show. Ed, I can't let you go without asking you the most important question. How many Fletcher's corn dogs while visiting the Cotton Bowl State Fair on Saturday? I had two. Ah, I, had I knew you. You game. said one last week. I was like, there's no I way know. you're going to have one. I know. I had one before the game, then I had a celebratory one after the game. So I had two, but I, I, I need to alert my soda people. I did not gain any weight because we walked a lot on Saturday. Good. I Good. played nine holes yesterday, so, yeah, I'm – Still on board soda. How is your soda deal going? You feel uh, good? Yeah, well, you know, uh, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's fine. <laughs> Every, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Nothing is ruined, Ed. Uh, thanks. As, 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 as I do this with you and Dave B, I'm in the parking lot of Dirty Martin. <laughs> 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 I'm about to go in and get a chicken sandwich wrapped in lettuce, and hopefully yeah. I don't smell the onion rings or the french fries. And get a good walk on later on. I'm sure that'll, that'll I fix will. I will. Okay. Hey, uh, thanks for having me on, fellas. Uh, as always, Eddie. Anytime you uh, uh, four to six today with Beto, you can listen to Ed Clement Sports Talk right here on ESPN one hundred two point seven. Thanks, Ed. Bye, Ed. Thank you. See you later. Bye. A, a ce- celebratory corn dog. Nobody does it better than Ed Clements.
Uh, everything is good. I, I do have a bet with Dave B that if I ever go over 280 pounds again, I owe him a, a whole sum of money. It's not close, all right? It's not close. Are but you sure? I, I don't You're want, looking a little snug in that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, polo. I don't, want to, I don't want the soda people to hear. We're slightly off of our bottom weight, which was 229. But we're we're, we're we're in a very safe, comfortable that spot. That middle number's a seven. We're, I know it. We're very, I know it. All right. We need a quick break. Uh, Josh from the Fire Steve Sarkeesian podcast on the uh, Longhorn win over Oklahoma. Coming up in just a second. Hold on.